Welcome to Ticking Stock with Kelly McMillan. If the name sounds like a business show to you, then you've got it all wrong. Kelly McMillan is the principal of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks and will talk about shooting for fun, competition, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here is your host, Kelly McMillan. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. I'm your host. And today we're broadcasting live from the Ben Avery Shooting Facility in Phoenix, Arizona. We're at the Burger Southwest Nationals, and uh, we're day three. Um, today is the individual Palma. Uh, it's going to be awesome. They've, uh, they're currently shooting uh, at the 900-yard line. They've already shot the 800. And then uh, in uh, about an hour, they'll move back to the 1,000-yard. Um, we're back here at the end of the range. We're going to pick up some ambient noise with some shooting, and we've got people all around us talking, and uh, we're not going to ask them to be quiet. So uh, hopefully it's not too distracting, but you get to hear a little bit of what it's like to be out here at uh, one of the largest shooting events in the country. So this match is strictly um, high power, sling, F-Class Open, and F-Class FTR, and I think they've got about 460 shooters shooting in those three disciplines. And the nice thing, all three of them at the same time because they run the same course of fire. So that's uh, that's the, the course of fire today is Palma, which is 800 yards, 900 yards, and 1,000 yards. And then that's a total score. Uh, I'm not sure what the total they shoot at each line is on the individual. Um, they shot the first half of the team match yesterday. That was the Palma course for the team. And each of those shooters, uh, four-man teams, each shoots 20 rounds at each um, position. So 20 at 800, 20 at um, – 920 shots at a thousand you combined all four scooter uh, shooters all four shooters scores and uh, that's the total team score and uh, just to let you know team McMillan was in second place actually had the identical score to the first place team um, but were two exits two X's out um, X's basically are tiebreakers. Uh, you can shoot the same score as another team, and depending on how many X's each team has, that determines which one wins the tiebreaker. So um, really good uh, match going on. They'll finish the team match tomorrow, and that'll be really exciting because when it comes down to the end of it, it's uh, really exciting. Also, got something else exciting going on. Kevin Finley of Kevin Finley Fishing is actually on Lake Havasu today in day two of his tournament and we talked a little bit about his schedule coming up but um i just want to let you know he weighed five fish yesterday and he's currently in uh i think it was about 60th place at about 260 boats so um well within the top 10 by the end of the day today. That's his goal is to, to be in the top 10 and get to fish uh, Friday and Saturday, or, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So um, keeping our fingers crossed for him. But I spent a little bit of time with Kevin uh, earlier in the week, knowing that he wasn't going to be available for this show. I want all of you listeners and, and podcast viewers to get to know Kevin a little bit more. And we talked about lots of things, his upcoming schedule, his equipment and stuff. And so I'm going to play a clip from uh, Kevin's and my conversation. 
So if Zev, if get that started. Well, this is Zev here, and uh, this is an important uh, new thing that we're going to be adding to the mix of the video cast. So I'm going to hit play, and hopefully our radio listeners will be, will be able to see it, and the video folks who want to view it later will see it as well. So here we go. So we're, we're here today with uh, Kevin Finley. We're going to start our inaugural uh, episode of Kevin Finley Fishing Spotlight. And what I want to do is basically give all of our listeners and viewers an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. I know you've been on the show a couple of times, but, but this is an opportunity for you to talk about your fishing. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some gear, but more or less kind of lay out the, the tournaments that you're going to be in, where you're going to be, and uh, then in between each tournament, I'd like to have you, if, you, if you're on the road, to call in and uh, just give us an idea of how you did, how much money we're, we're going to donate to Common Core, and, and what you, you hope for in the next tournament. So uh, let's start with a little bit, you know, we've talked before about your sponsorship. Your shirt has all of your great sponsors on there, but it doesn't have a lot of gear. Um, any particular kind of rod you like, uh, and just kind of give me an overview of the stuff that you use. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, shirt looks shirt looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful shirt. Yeah, I like Man, it. and I love the truck and, and bow wrap. That that's probably know, the coolest I, thing. It really is. does look good. I mean, uh, I, I you know anybody who hasn't seen it, they can go on your page and they can see it on Facebook or. Um, yeah, um, you know, other than, you know, I've got um, Nitro Boats and Mercury are, 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 uh, are sponsors of mine and DJ's Custom Jigs. I throw a lot of their jigs. Um, as far as rods and reels go, um, I, uh, uh, since I'm sponsored by Bass Pro Shops, I, I, get, uh, I get a pretty good deal over there. <laughs> so I use a lot of Bass Pro Shops stuff. Sure. You know, I, I do. I, I don't use it exclusively because I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of a crapshoot with my with my equipment a little bit, and I I like uh, some rods made by this company, I like some reels made by that company, and I've got some Bass Pro Shops cranking rods that I just love, and I use those. So it kind of offers me a little bit of uh, flexibility there. I kind of like that. You know, I know with bass fishing that you really have to have a much broader spectrum of of gear than you do. I'm an avid saltwater fisherman, and yeah, you want to have a, a 20 pound rod for lighter top water stuff if you're going to do that. Uh, maybe a 35 pound rod if you're, you know, throwing some pretty heavy baits. Uh, and then, you know, something in the 65 to 80 pound class if you're going to be trolling, but really that's about all we need. And of course, you got the selection of all your trolling jigs and everything, but bass, I mean, you may have to change from spot to spot within the same tournament, within the same few minutes, uh, based on what kind of rod you're, you're, how deep the water is, you know, what you're fishing in. Uh, give the guys an idea of how critical it is to have what you need when you need it. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, and I'm one of these guys where uh, you'll see the front deck of my boat, and uh, now I've got the big McMillan stuff on right on the deck. Well, uh, uh, squeezing that McMillan thing out is going to be like 20 rocks because I'm, I'm a nut about it. I've got, I've got so many rocks. I'll even have the same bait tied on on this on two different rods with just different pound tests on them. So I'll go lighter and then I'll have a little heavier. And I like let me give you an example. Like in the last tournament that I was in, I had to make a pass along these banks and I made a pass with one type of bait and and I knew that some of the fish would go with that one type of bait and then I come back with a pass on something completely different, another fish would go on that. 
I come back with another pass, and I did that four times down the same bank, and I was able to pull six or seven fish on different baits, every single one. So it's critical, you know. And a lot of times, you'll go up to a spot, you'll pull up, and you'll have a, a couple hours there, and uh, and the bike will be good when you get there. It dies, and you got to turn and run 70 miles an hour as fast as you can, 20 miles down lake, and do something completely different. And I don't like to have my stuff uh, all buried in. You don't have time to retie. Mm -hmm. You 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 basically you you got you better have some rods ready to go. Well, when I'm on a, a tuna fishing trip, uh, you get into a spot of tuna. I like to have five or six rods all about the same, so that if you you get one on, a lot of times you're on a tuna boat with thirty other guys. You get a, a fish on the boat, and you want to get your line back in the water just as fast as you can. And a lot of times the, the deckhand he uh, swallowed the the hook or the, the line's a little frayed, just cut it off. And don't worry about retiring right then, go grab another rod and get it back in the water. That, that's how you fish. Uh, so the more you have, the more opportunity you have. But for bass fishing, it's almost really critical. You can have, like you said, same rod, same test, a different um, jig to attract different fish, but you may even need you know, if you're fishing in 20 feet of water with some weeds and stuff, you may want to have a, a rod that you can get them up off the bottom really quick. So you want something a little stiffer, I'm assuming. Um, crank rod, I, you mentioned that, it'd be something like that. Um, it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, no, it is. And, and, and also, if you've got a certain bite that you're on, and you know that's going to be the bite you're going to stay on for the whole three days of the tournament, you're going to stay on that bite. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll tie the same thing on six rods. I'll six rods identical, and I'll tie the same thing on all six rods because I don't even want to take out the time to stop and retie if I break that off. You know, I want to be able to get back after it. You know, bass fishing, tournament bass fishing is about percentages. It really is. And so you, you don't have time to waste. Uh, the more casts you make in the water, the better, you know, the better your chances are that you're going to catch fish. The guy who makes a hundred more casts than the guy who makes a hundred less, he's got a better chance of catching that one extra fish. And you know, I mean, one ounce can sometimes be the difference between fifty thousand dollars, you know, or more, mm -hmm. you know. And so it's it you've got to be ready. You got to be ready at all times. So in in the tournaments that you're going to be fishing in in the FLW, do they have a maximum number of fish you can weigh each day? Yeah. So. Uh, let's say I catch nine fish the first day. I keep my five biggest. I weigh them on the boat. So I keep my five biggest. I weigh my five biggest each day. So I, I weigh those fish. So And if I, if I catch, you know, ten fish in the first two days that are heavy enough to put me in the top ten, then I get to fish the third day. So, and uh, certainly hope I get to fish the third day. Awesome. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's what we're all hoping for, that, uh, you, you know, the more fish you weigh, the more money that we donate yeah. to a Common Recovery, which is, you know, a, a really nice sideline about you, yours and my um, partnership. But you don't have a limit on how many you can have in your in your bait box? Yeah, you do. Um, you need to cull those fish. You need to get rid of the small one the second that you catch one to replace it. So, so five is the most you can have. That's it. Okay. You put five in the box. Mm -hmm. That's it. You shouldn't have six fish in your box at any time. Okay. You pull out the. Uh, you pull out your smallest fish and you mark them. You know you've got marker buoys. You tap them on the mouth and 
and you say, hey, here's my small one, and you're ready for it. By the time you catch your next fish. Yeah, you don't have to go looking through right, them all right. and you're ready weigh them again. Yeah, so, yeah and it, and it is. You want to get back out there with another oh, yeah. jig. Yeah. yeah, you want to get back out there. And it is nice about the uh, common recovery. They, they do um, uh, they do rehabilitation for, for drug and alcohol dependency, and uh, um, it's really a, an incredible organization. I, I actually spent uh, Thanksgiving with them this past Thanksgiving, and so it's uh, I've always donated twenty five dollars per fish for every fish that I weigh in. So you know, hopefully, I can make that third day because then that's more fish that I weigh in or whatever. And then you were so gracious as to match that, and I mean that's uh, that's going to be an incredible year. I'm really looking forward to that relationship too, because as I've mentioned on this show before, a lot of people don't talk about their history, but uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober for you know almost 34 years, so to me that anybody that can help somebody that needs that kind of help and when people are looking for it, they're there for them, it is something that is really special to me. So I'm really happy to be able to to contribute to that as well. Yeah, and I've got, you know, I have people in my life, uh, in fact, I just got off the phone with a buddy of mine who's been a recovered alcoholic for about 17, 18 years, and he, man, he's just a, a great guy. And, and, uh, and, and I fish with some guys that are recovered uh, uh, dependency guys, and I... Um, you know, they're just terrific people, and I, I really got a heart for it. And there's a lot of good organizations out here, but this is the one that uh, I chose, and they do a great job. Well, there's almost nobody out there in this world that hasn't uh, had uh, alcohol or drug addiction affect them personally, directly, either through family members or somebody that they care about. And uh, I think right now, and I'm, I'm glad to see that our president feels that the oxycodone uh, issue is one of the biggest issues that we have to conquer. Um, you know, it's getting to that point now where I never knew anybody that ever did heroin before, but I now know many people who have been addicted to heroin simply because they started with oxycodone. It was they, they stole it out of their parents' um, cabinet and found out that heroin was much cheaper and a, a comparable high. Uh, so. I'm glad that he's taken the stand that he has and wants to really do something to get this under control because it's it's really killing us. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 uh, you bring that up about the heroin is I know a fella in the fishing world and he was uh, a heroin addict for a lot of years and he's just a great guy and he's been recovered now. Man, he's a great fisherman too. He's, he's taken my money a few times. <laughs> so, but I, I'm so happy to see that he was able, and you're right, I, I think uh, President Trump's right about that. I think it is such a major problem. Okay, I've got your schedule in front of me, and I want to go over it so that our listeners and viewers can, can kind of look for your next visit with us to see how you did in the tournament. Your next tournament's coming up. You're leaving in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, at, at, that's at Lake Havasu. Yeah, I've got a FLW Costa Series, Lake Havasu. And uh, going to be pre-fishing there for about six days, and then um, and then uh, tournament is uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week. So, and then um, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I I feel like I'm on fish up there right now. We'll see. You know, fishing can be a little bit. Uh, sometimes it throws you for a loop right there at the last second, but. Uh, Right now, I'm feeling good about it. You know, there's one of the things that, that we always say, it's kind of a joke among all fishermen, I'm sure, uh, but especially when you're on charter boats, uh, you step on the boat, and the first thing that the uh, the mate starts telling you about what they did yesterday, and, the, and that's the story. Should have been here yesterday. <laughs> Should have been here yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a fishing story. It's part of all of our story. Yeah, and uh, you're going to leave immediately from Havasu to, to go to Sam 
Rayburn Lake in, in Jasper, Texas, right? Yep. Okay. That's what I'm going straight there. And um, uh, and uh, I, I haven't fished a tournament on Sam Rayburn before. Um, I fished uh, quite a number of lakes out there, but Sam Rayburn's not one, and it is world famous right now. Um, uh, last year, a lot of the... Uh, the a lot of the uh, best fishermen in the business were uh, rating that as the number one lake in the world. So I'm expecting to get on some good fish. They've got great, great grass out there. Uh, Texas is running great fisheries management out there. Their fisheries management is it's second to none right now. And so, man, I can't wait to get there. Now, we've spoke about it before, and I want you to just touch on it. Pre-fishing is critical. Um, for you to have never fished on a lake, and that's why you're going directly there, you're going to spend two or three days on the lake at least yeah. uh, before the tournament. Is, yeah. is there limits to what you can pre-fish in this lake? Not on this one. There isn't. So um, I'm able to pre-fish all I want on this, which I really, really like, um, especially since uh, there's a few lakes on there that I haven't fished before. So, But I, um, uh, it is critical. And it... It doesn't guarantee you success by any means, but but if you don't do it, uh, you're pretty much guaranteed no success. So let's put it that way. So you you really um, um, fishing's uh, it's it's a changing thing every day, and you really need to put three or four things together, you know, if you can, so that if one of those things doesn't work at tournament time, that you've got a couple other backup plans. And you don't have time to uh, you don't have time to run around and think too much. You pretty much need to execute on those days because the competition's tough, and these guys get after it. Well, no matter how well you read a map or how well you interpret a GPS, when you get to a cove that looked promising, you really don't know what's in there. Right. I mean, you have no idea whether it's you know covered with dead bushes or grass or really makes a great. So I can see how even though you think uh, by looking you know ahead of time, if having never been on there, well, I think this cove looks like that'll be promising when you get there. It may not be what you thought it was at all. No, and yeah. how experience is is really the only way to know that. No, it really is true, and uh, just like um, and there's certain things like at Sam Rayburn when I go over there, since I don't know the lake that well. Um, I, uh, uh, it's not going to be like right here at Lake Pleasant, which is a lake close to me and you. Um, I know that lake like the back of my hand. And I can tell you, this bank over here, for whatever reason, I, you know, I get the good ones over here. And I catch a few over here, but I, I never get the size of it. I'm not going to have those types of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not going to have that type of an advantage. So at Sam Rayburn, uh, I've got, I've did, I did a lot of uh, research uh, with Google Maps, believe it or not. I, I look at the lake. I, I look at depths, I, and I study the lake, and I kind of pick out, like, right now, I know eight places I'm going to go try before I even get there. Great. Well, I, I want to go over the, the dates again. February 8th through 10th on Havasu, and then February 15th through 17th on Sam Rayburn. Yeah. Um, we won't see you for a couple of weeks. You come home after uh, Texas, and, and you'll have uh, almost a little over a month between your next mat, uh, uh, tournament and... Uh, uh, March 22nd through the 24th at Grand Lake in, in Grove, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, I'm uh, Grand Lake, Oklahoma. It, what's great is I, I got a buddy of mine who uh, I worked with for a lot of years, and he lives right next to us, so I'm actually staying at his house <laughs> at that one, which is pretty nice. That's great. <laughs> um, what I'd like for you to do, Kevin, is if 
while you're on the road and you're not going to be able to make it into the studio on Fridays, uh, uh, and I know Fridays are a big day for your tournament days, and that's a fishing day, so oh, yeah. you won't be able to call in live. But I would really love you to call in. We'll set up some time, kind of give us an overview of what you did on the, the previous tournament, how well you did, uh, um, just give us some four or five minutes of what it was like. Let me know how much we're going to contribute to Common Recovery, and uh, we'll get our listeners to, to keep up to date. And, of course, they can always follow you on your Facebook page. Tell them about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you, Kevin Finley Fishing. I mean, that's my Facebook page and uh, they can get right on there and uh, I actually, I have a little bit of room left on my personal Facebook page but it's it's getting close, it's getting, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a limit on that and I'm eventually going to hit that but yeah, I'd love to have them come follow and I'm on Instagram too and, and uh, just look for the the fishing and look for the McMillan. It's on there. <laughs> now, now, are you the only real Kevin Finley out there now? I know you've had some imposters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I, yeah, the older I get, the less they uh, they they try to duplicate my pages. Yeah, yeah. Back when you were uh, doing a little uh, modeling and had you know good-looking girls surrounding you. Now, I got to tell you, your wife's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. So oh, man. you still I, have that going. Yeah, I you know I feel like. I I owe her for, uh, I tell you, I'm like, once in a while I gotta pinch myself. I'm like, so you married me, right? <laughs> well, I don't think either one of you are talking about who got the worst end of that stick. I think you guys are a great couple, so. Uh, well, thanks for coming in. It's really awesome. I look forward to uh, um, keeping track of how you're doing. Uh, good luck in the tournaments and um, check back with me in between so we can uh, keep our listeners and, and viewers updated on how you're doing. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on, Kel. I, I appreciate it, and i uh, looking forward to a great year, and I can't wait. And, yeah, I'll call in. We'll check in. Awesome. All right. Good luck. All right. Thanks, Kel. We're going to continue on. Um, we've got about four minutes to the break. I've got uh, a friend of mine stopped by the table here as we're broadcasting outside the, uh, the scorer's room at the uh, thousand-yard range at uh, Ben Avery. So we're uh, we're going to talk with him. His name is Paul McMenamin. He's the uh, what do you call yourself? Forum boss. Actually, I started the AccurateShooter.com website about 14 years ago, and uh, right now I think it's one of the one of the premier websites for precision shooting on the web. And uh, you asked about AccurateShooter.com. Our site's been around for the last 14 years or so, and. It's a uh, sort of a home base for a lot of top shooters in the country. Great. We're going to take a commercial break. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. For over 40 years, Macmillan USA has been at the leading edge of the gunstock industry. The company was born out of the desire to improve and perfect form, function, and precision with every one of their premium fiberglass stocks. From tactical to hunting to competitive shooting, Macmillan stocks are designed to dominate. Their signature three-way adjustable butt plates, adjustable cheek pieces, rail mounts, and adapters provide a versatile platform built on performance. Over 65 custom finishes are available, ranging from solid colors to camouflage. 
Check out the Macmillan website for hundreds of stocks available for immediate delivery. And for those wanting something more specialized, call the knowledgeable and friendly staff at Macmillan for a complete list of options at 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. Again, that's 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Now back to the show. Okay, okay thanks for sticking with us through the uh, rough, rough start of this radio. But you know, that's the nice thing about having done this for about a year. I've got really thick skin. So now I'm going to introduce. Paul McMenamin, he's the forum host of AccurateShooter.com. Hey, Paul, thanks for stopping by. Great to be here at the Burger Southwest Nationals with you, Kelly, and thanks to McMillan for helping sponsor this fine event. Well, what are you doing out here? Why did this draw your attention? Well, I've been running AccurateShooter.com for a decade and a half now, and in that period, we've met and become friends with many of the world's finest shooters, Derek Rogers, world FTR champion, uh, John Whidden, national long-range champion, and they're all here, and this is my opportunity to meet those guys and gals. Well, you know, I I know Derek personally. He shoots for Team McMillan. That's awesome. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. John Whidden, not only is he a great shooter, but he's a vendor as well. He, he makes a lot of products that used in this sport. So uh, it's really good to, you know, not only support the industry because it, it makes you money, but it's it's a passion and a love for a lot of these guys. The other thing I really like about this event, Kelly, it's one of the, the few uh, major matches where you have sling shooters as well as F class. And so it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Let's talk about accurateshooter.com. What's the forum about and, and why should all of our listeners check you out and, and become a member? Well, we have about 40,000 forum members who can go to the forum, get advice from top guys like Larry Bartolome, uh, John Sigler, former NRA president, is a member of our forum. 
And there you can exchange information with some of the most knowledgeable shooters on the planet. Now, does it specify which type of competition it, it, it caters to, or is it any type of competition? We cover most of the precision disciplines, which includes short range, medium range, long range bench rest, also F class, and we have an increasing interest in the PRS, the precision rifle tactical stuff. Well, that's great. I really appreciate you stopping by. Um, we've got about a minute left. Anything else you want to throw out there while we got some time? Yeah, absolutely. We're not just a forum. We also have thousands of articles of content. I personally release two to three stories a day on our daily bulletin, and you'll find great deals there, including deals on Macmillan equipment. So check out AccurateShooter.com as well as Bulletin.AccurateShooter.com for, for info. Do you have a, a newsletter that you send out? Um, we do communicate with our forum members by email, uh, but we don't have a subscription newsletter at this time. You'll find the information on the internet open to everyone on our uh, daily bulletin. That's great. Now, I really appreciate you being here, Paul. Thanks for spending the time with us and, and continued success with your forum. Thank you, Kelly. That was Paul McMenamin with uh, AccurateShooter.com. Make sure you check them out and become a member. There's a lot of great information, uh, products, and uh, different disciplines that's discussed there. So it's really important for everyone who's a shooter enthusiast to look them up. Okay. Um, you know, we're just uh, finishing up the 900-yard line. They did the pit change just a little bit ago. And we're looking forward to them moving back to the 1,000-yard line, but hopefully not until we're done with our broadcast. So um, we're going to, uh, you know, the shooting comes through on the radio, I'm sure. But for right now, it's about 100 yards away, so it's not that annoying. I think if it were at, uh, at 1,000 yards where we're only probably 60 feet from the firing line, it might be a little obnoxious so uh hopefully we can get the broadcast done before they move back here now i've got, now I've got uh a guy with sitting next to me just happened to be passing by and we asked him to sit down and talk with us a little bit wayne dayberry who's the marketing specialist for night or scopes anybody who knows anything about accurate shooting uh, and competition knows night force wayne thanks for sitting down with me appreciate it hey kelly really really appreciate the opportunity well, you know, Night Force is a huge sponsor of the Southwest uh, Nationals, and uh, you guys sponsor just about every match that's out there. You're like McMillan. I, everywhere I show up to sponsor a match, you're there. Uh, tell us what Night Force really is trying to do by being involved in all the different disciplines. Yeah, that's that's a great question. And, and for us as a company, um, it's that intimate relationship with the end user. Um, there's a tremendous amount of value that uh, I think we get back from the from the market being right on the line with the shooters um, wherever we can if it's bench rest precision rifle competitions the high power games um, we've got guys in the office that they play those games uh, so it's uh, it's really a fantastic opportunity to be shoulder to shoulder with competitors both to build the relationships and just make some new friends and also to get direct, honest feedback from the market. Well, I know that Night Force really has a big presence in just about every type of competition. I know you're big in PRS, the Nation, uh, National Rifle League, uh, 
you're almost the only game in town when it comes to ELR. Let's talk about that because that seems to be on everybody's mind these days. Uh, what uh, you know, I know the the great change that you made from the, the five to twenty-five to the, I think it's a seven to to thirty-five right. um, ATAC is is the game changer when it comes to shooting you know 2000 yards or more because it's really the only scope on the market they got enough MOA adjustment in the elevation that that they can play that game yeah that's uh kind of a purpose built scope for both precision rifle competition and ELR and we took uh learned, learned a lot of lessons from our beast and from our ATAC R5 to 25 and really took the best of both worlds and took input from the market and the shooters directly, the guys that they're absolutely at the top of the game, uh, Derek and Paul and all the other guys out there that are doing this. And we said, hey, what kind, What do you guys need? And then we tried to build something around those specifications. And, you know, we got kind of lucky. Our engineers are fantastic. And what came out of that, that process was an optic that's that's really, uh, really suited for that environment. You know, I didn't get a chance to get by your booth during SHOT Show. I know you guys were as busy as I were because I happened to walk through the hall that you guys are in and pass your booth going in and out of the hall that I'm in. So I knew you were packed from the time you opened until the time I was leaving the hall. But tell us a little bit about what's new for Night Force. I know you, you had some new things. I heard some talk. Uh, what did you introduce at SHOT Show this year that we ought to know about? Yeah, so SHOT Show was really, really exciting for us. It was, it was packed. It really was. So we did bring out two new optics, and it's uh, they're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of this game, uh, two new 1-8s, and they really fulfill a need in the multi-gun marketplace for a premium optic for the guys who are doing uh, three-gun, multi-gun, two-gun, even some DMR-type uh, activities. In addition to hunting, if you're, it's perfect scope for hunting East Coast, hog hunting, whitetail, all that kind. And uh, both those optics are definitely robust enough for professional use. So uh, patrol rifle, carbine, and military. Um, got a lot of traction with those at Chacho. Show. You know, you make hunting scopes as well. The NSX is probably one of the most widely used scopes there is. Um, I'm real fond of the five and a half to 22. I've got them on just about every hunting rifle I have. I say, well, they're too heavy, but man, I, I tell you, I'm not into real light guns anyway, because when you get up high in the mountains where we hunt our elk around here at seven to 8,000 feet, your heart's beating. And the lighter the gun, the more problems you have with all of your your bodily movements and stuff affected. So I don't really care. Um, I think that that's a great scope. You've got such a wide variety of um, reticles that can be used for whatever you want to use them for. Um, you know, and I was really tight with Bob Beck, and he's introduced me to a lot of the new Nightboard stuff. And That's still a big seller for you. Yeah, it sure is. Our Both our SHV and our NXS line are uh, very, very popular with the hunting crowd. Uh, the NXS, especially if you're if you're going to go out there and really be hard on your equipment, and you want something that is going to work in the harshest environment, it's hard to find something better than an NXS. Um, to put that to the test, we did a new torture test video this year. Rolled it out, shot. Hasn't made it to all the media channels yet, but basically what we did is we froze it, we shot it with a shotgun, we pounded some nails into a into a stump with it. 
and still drilled center X for that, uh, for that optic. So yeah, you, it's tough to beat an NXS. I thought that the, the test that Bob Beck did where he shot it, took it off the gun, threw it as far as he could throw it, walked out, picked it up, and then threw it back to where his gun was, put it back on the gun, and shot it to the same point of impact. It was about as good a, a commercial as you could possibly have. That, so, uh, yeah, there's no question that if you're hard on your equipment, and personally, and maybe it's just me because – I'm in a situation where I have lots of firearms and I can do lots of things. I don't really pay a lot of attention to how easily I handle my stuff. And that's really important when it comes to the night force. I don't have to worry about my optics ever. Yeah. Uh, a story about that from a shooter that's here today, Justin Bertino. When I met Justin, he came up to me and told me, I've got an SHV 5-20 to that I put on the front of my quad. I was out hunting with it. Wrecked it, rolled it down a hill, got my quad started, had game came up, yeah. took a shot, never lost zero. And I thought, if our SHVs can do that, what else can everything else do? It's just it's a good testament. Well, I don't really know the the true story about that, but I would suspect if his ATV rolled over on his rifle, he probably had a McMillan fiberglass stock on it. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, we have an unconditional lifetime guarantee on all of our products. And when we get stocks returned that are broken, three things happen normally. One of three things. Either a horse rolls on it, it's in a scabbard and horse horse rolls on it. That's one of the, the main ways. And back when they were quads, it happened more. Today, more people are hunting in side-by-sides. So it doesn't happen as much, but quads roll on it, same as a horse. Uh, that, that would break it through the pistol grip area. And the third way is a guy leans it on the back of his truck, forgets it there, and backs over it. And, and I'm serious, that happens a lot. Oh, People don't want to admit it, but when, when I replace a stock, I say, please be honest about how it broke. So in case I can make it any better, it doesn't happen next time, let me know. Well, there is one fourth way that it happens, and that's when they stand it in the safe and don't come back for three months, and it's cracked when they come back. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the fourth way that stocks break. But, there you uh, go. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really happy that you sat down with me, Wayne. This has been a great conversation. You know how much I love Night Force and, and how we always work, even our commercial and uh, uh, the King of Two Mile series, uh, both of the commercials that we run uh, with Derek Rogers. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, if you didn't know better, you'd think it was a Night Force ad because it zooms right in on the scope to start with. But um, I really you, love Kelly. everything you guys do. I appreciate you as a business and the people that work for Night Force have always been really good. I really appreciate uh, the relationship. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, when two top brands can can get together and, and deliver a solution to market, that's what the market needs. That's a premium point. It's just it's it's good partnership to have. Well, I liked what you said when you developed uh, talked about developing the. Uh, the seven to thirty-five ATAC. It's a, you, you made something that the market wanted, and it's not all about money. And you know, with me, it's a personally owned company, and I make a lot of decisions that I know I'm probably not going to make my money back on it simply because there's not enough uh, people in in that particular sport to buy the stock. But but I want those who do to be able to have a good product that's going to help them be successful. Because because if they're successful and they have fun, they're going to tell somebody, they're going to bring somebody to the range and say, hey, shoot this gun. This is really cool. And 
And we get more people involved in the shooting sports. And, and, you know, the life of our industry depends on the fact that we need to have more people joining the, the shooting sports uh, on a daily basis. So anything I can do to help in that way, we try to do. Yeah, we're uh, very much the same way. It's uh, also, we've got uh, probably 70, 80%, maybe even more of our employees are users of the product. They're out there. They're avid, avid hunters. Avid avid competitors, average shooter, uh, avid shooters. So I think that passion very much carries over into the product. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it's really an honor for us to be in that position. Yeah, I know what you mean. When I owned the rifle company, the people that worked for me in the rifle company didn't work for them because I was the best pay in the, in the industry. They worked for me because they loved guns and they had a passion for it. And they all went to school to learn how to be a gunsmith and, one of the perks that we gave them was that they were allowed to use the shop time, equipment, reamers, whatever, to, to work on their own stuff when they were off. Anytime they wanted, all they had to do was let us know they were going to be in the shop and we'd make sure that they could. So, uh, you know, that's something that we try to let our employees know that, you know, we're here to help them in their sport as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you stopping by. It was really nice to get to chat with you at the end. You know, we'll, we'll see each other there another match down the road i'm sure because we we all end up it seems like we're sponsoring the same match so i look forward to the next time we see you sounds good kelly really appreciate it great thanks for being on okay that was awesome dopes that's uh really a good conversation with wayne and we really have uh, some of the best shooters in the world out here i wish we had more time uh and if they weren't on the 800 yard line we could have got a a bunch of more people sitting down with us. I'm sure that would have been easier had they been up here. But uh, you know what? When they're competing, this is a serious business for them. And it wasn't any distractions. So um, and I'm not going to run down there and ask run down there and ask somebody. Would you take the time to come and sit with me? But uh, well, Zev, what do you think? Uh, I know that you spent some time at the uh, Southwest Nationals last year. This is uh, other than being sick most of the time. Well, yeah, I did uh, let that shot show crud catch up to me, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's it's about the same as it was last year as far as the amount of people. Um, there's some really great teams this year. And I just want to take it to a personal note. Um, last night you hosted three teams at your home for dinner. Uh, it was wonderful. You had the McMillan F Open, the McMillan FTR, and the Savage team. Uh, everybody got a choice of prime rib or uh, filet on the bone or the world's best pork chop. And from what I heard, the, the world's best pork chop definitely lived up to their name. So uh, it's been a great time meeting old friends, making new friends. Um, it's just, it's great. I, and by the way, uh, hosting the stats and having them come out quicker has been a big hit. A lot of people have come by the, uh, uh, our canopies, the McMillan canopy and the LRHQ canopy and mentioned that they were very thankful that we were doing that. So. For those of you who only turn in to or tune in to to hear Cooper or to watch the video to see Cooper, uh, I was hoping to have her on, but they they gave a bunch of scores just as just as we started the radio show. So she's in there busting uh, to try to get those posted. So I'm going to send Zev back into the scores room to see if we can't get her out here to sit down with us for a minute and tell us what she's doing and how she's doing it. So while we're waiting to see if Cooper's going to be able to break away, uh, you know, I want to talk about McMillan. You know, I don't do that much on this show. You all know who I am and, and where I come from. 
so it's an opportunity for my guests to talk about their companies. But I have uh, a tent out here at the uh, match, uh, actually two tents side by side, a 20-foot space. And we've got all of our new uh, F-Class and, and high-power stocks that, that are related to this match out there. And uh, the results of the, the new um, Kestros ZR, uh, which I kind of showed last week on the show, uh, are really good. A lot of guys are really excited about it, and uh, they're looking forward to being able to get them on their gun. Um, I personally am sponsoring a uh, an open team, and unfortunately, they couldn't actually represent here as Team McMillan because I don't know if any of them are shooting McMillan stocks now. But the next match they go to, they'll all be shooting the McMillan ZR, and we'll get start to get some feedback about how that's performing and if it lives up to everything we think it will be. And for those watching, as you can see, Cooper's here with us. Hi, Cooper. I know I tried to get you on a little bit earlier, but you were, you know, in there posting scores. How's that going? Tell us about what your responsibility is and, and how you make that happen. Okay. Yeah. So as the scorecards come in, we slowly enter them into the computer. Um, and after that, we're able to put the scores together and rank them first to however many comp uh, competitors are in there. And after that, I have to kind of manipulate the Word document that I'm given in order to post it on Facebook. And as soon as we have all the final scores, we will also be posting on our Instagram so that people can see the scores as soon as they come out and pretend that they are here, even if they aren't. <laughs> well, you know, I know people all over the country want to know who's winning, who's shot well. The team match is kind of odd because they shoot the first half of the team match on uh, Thursday and the second half on Saturday. So there's a day in between uh, where it's the individuals. There's a lot of scores, a lot of shooters. We got 430 or so shooters. I think so. we're closer to 350 the last I checked. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that the maximum this range can hold is four, four something. And I, I thought we were pretty close to that. But um, I've noticed on my Facebook page, and that's if you all want to know, it's just Kelly McMillan. You can find it if you're not uh, a friend now, but you can look at my page and uh, friend me, and I'll friend you right away. But it's also on the McMillan. Millen fiberglass stocks yep. and elrhq.com and taking stock when we're not doing a show i said and taking stock when we're not doing a show I've okay. been yeah. there as well. so it's, it's everywhere you should hopefully be able to find it very easily and i'm trying to post it very simply so that you can kind of understand everything that i'm posting because some people have been confused and I, so i've had to separate it out so uh this morning when you first started the show the 800 palma individual scores came in so instead of doing them all at once i did an ftr post f open and a sling well well you know that's good because people that are looking for somebody rather than have to look through the entire list to find who it is that they want to see how they shot if they know that they're shooting FTR or open or sling, it's easier just to go to that section. Of the mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, any surprises about what we've been doing? Uh, no, I think the, the only struggle I had was the first post we did. I had to figure out a format to use in order to uh, 
not only allow Facebook to post it, but also for viewers to actually read the words. That was the thing I struggled with most because the list is extremely long for everything. So getting it up there in pages or images separately and having it in an order that people can understand that, oh, this is page two, three, four, was the only thing I kind of struggled with. Um, other than that, everything's been running very smoothly in the office and we're all having a lot of fun doing it. Well, you know, going along with what you talked about, I found out I looked at it on my home computer and I could barely read it. Actually, it's better to look at it on my phone because then I can click on it and, and, and open it. it up so I could actually see the numbers. Instead of, you know, using the old, <laughs> old man's glasses, you know. Uh, but uh, you've done a really good job. I thought you were going to say one of the challenges was not getting out of here until about seven o'clock last night and having someone eat your steak before you got to. Uh, l last night was a bit of a struggle. Um, I was here very late. The, the matches ended around 4.30 and we were here until seven. Uh, a few scorecards, I'm not gonna name names, did not have what they were, you know, FTR, F Open, or sling and they also did not have their team names and then also the competitors on the sheets didn't even have their full name so it was a, a bit of a struggle first we had to figure out who was who what they were doing and then after that we were able to enter them in and actually get uh, scores out to everyone and surprisingly there were a few people who came back came back here after dinner to see if we had posted them on the boards <laughs> You know, it's funny that you'd think that in a national competition that everybody that's shooting would understand that you need to put your full name in legible writing yep. and your team name on the card. It's just hard for me to understand how they don't understand that. But, well, and uh, even if there isn't a spot directly on there that says, what is your team name, put your full name on there, you would think that no matter what, you would want to write it down because if you're out there all day sweating, doing what you do, loving what you do, you want the scores to be correct and you want your team to be put in there so that you can see where you're at. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to have any mistakes. You know, you don't yeah. want somebody else to get credit for, you know, a position where you should be, but you didn't have your name on your scorecard, so it didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, sitting down with this, uh, Cooper. Thanks for all you're doing for uh, us, trying to get all of the scores right and making sure that it's done properly and, and uh, you know, up to the McMillan standard. I appreciate that. It's really important to us that, that everybody that see this recognize that we put as much work into this as we do our stocks. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm having a lot of fun, and a lot of people are really happy that we are posting it on social media just as fast as we are posting it out here because there are people who have to leave right away or just can't get out of work and come here. So they're really excited to be able to support the people that they know who are in the competition as soon as uh, the scores are posted. Great. Well, thank you, Cooper. I'll let you go back to work now. Okay, we're just about done. Got about a minute left. I just want to apologize once again for all those who were listening live that had to put up with all of the distractions that we had uh it's it you know it's my fault we just didn't have all of our ducks in a row um 
the next time we do this, we'll be better at it, and it'll it'll be a better product for those who listen live. For those who are going to uh, hit us up on demand, uh, you're either watching this post uh, production, and you'll you'll not see any of the things that I'm talking about. But just know that our engineers are going to do a great job of giving you a great product when you go to the the website to see our our um, video podcast or listen to our radio show on demand. I want to thank everyone for being with us. I really appreciate you being here and being uh, listeners. Um, we're looking forward to our show next week, and we'll be back with Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Thank you for tuning in to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Be sure to come back for more next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The weekend is here. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk again next week.